May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What a lovely day. The beginning of the year, the first Sunday of the year, and here we are. Lovely sunlight. It is quite an exciting day for us to gather for worship. And it is more so an exciting day as today we do celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany. The day that we do remember the wise men, the magi, arriving at the place where baby Jesus was. So today, we do have a few things that we do. Of course, we do celebrate and we do remember the arrival of the wise men. But also, for those who wish, we do take time to bless our doors. And you would have received um, just a small paper explaining what it is that we normally do. For those who would like, at some point in the service, we will be blessing some chalk. And if you would want to take that with you and describe those letters on your doorpost, that will be absolutely lovely. Epiphany. As per the church calendar, it is a time that we do celebrate the revelation and the manifestation of Jesus Christ. It is not just a day that where we just celebrate his manifestation and revelation. According to the church, it is an entire festival. It is an entire season, to be precise. And throughout this season of Epiphany, this season of manifestation and revelation, we take time to reflect on how Jesus manifested himself or revealed himself to different people in different times. Of course, the very first one is reflecting on his manifestation and his revelation to the wise men, the three kings or the magi. We as well take time to reflect on Jesus' revelation at, the, at his baptism, when that great voice came from heaven, being able to declare and tell everyone who Jesus Christ was. During this season as well, we will be reflecting upon the conversion of St. Paul, when Jesus Christ himself revealed himself to St. Paul. And of course, there is a fun one in there, probably an all-time favorite for many, of Jesus revealing himself again at a wedding in Cana of Galilee when he changed water into wine. And of course, we conclude this entire season of Epiphany when we reflect on Jesus being revealed at the temple when he was presented by his parents. So it is an entire season, and over the next few Sundays, we will be reflecting on each of this manifestation of Jesus Christ. But today, we would want to focus on Jesus Christ revealing himself to the wise men. The lectionary this year as well has got it in a strange way that we also are thinking about the baptism of Jesus Christ today, which is another interesting one as well. But let's focus on Jesus Christ being revealed to the wise men. Our reading this morning paints a fantastic picture for this amazing season. 
the prophecy of Isaiah to the nation of Israel, a nation who at this particular time were being held in captivity, and he was encouraging them to arise and to shine, for darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people of God, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear over you. This prophecy was an encouragement to the children of Israel. It was a prophecy to bring them great hope, a sense of victory, and a sense of salvation. Of course, this light that Isaiah spoke about is the same light that we spoke about at Christmas of the coming of this child who was going to bring salvation to the children of Israel. But his coming was not just to bring salvation to the nation of Israel, but salvation to all people as well as all creation. Of course, from our gospel reading, we see Jesus Christ being made manifest to people who were not of Israel, people who are from the far east. And as I reflect on this narrative of these people who Jesus Christ was revealed to, these people who we call the wise men, the three kings, the magi, there are quite a number of things that stand up for me. But this morning I would want to focus on the three kings. Of course, you might have their names on this piece of paper. I will not try and pronounce their names. I have been trying for quite a while, but I will not attempt. That will not be what I'll do for the first Sunday of the new year, but there we are. But three kings. And when I speak of three kings, I not only speak of these three gentlemen, but it is the three kings in this story that we read. One of those three kings is one who was known as Great, the great King Herod. He lived in this grand palace, and potentially only a few privileged people could gain access to him. He was served by a multitude of servants. We do know that he was a schemer who did all that he could to hold on to power. And when I mean all that he could do, he even went to the extent of being able to sentencing innocent children to death. Of course, his name is King Herod. The other king is a king that we do know. King Jesus, who is the king of kings. God Almighty, who became humble and was born of the creation that he had created. A king whose name was Emmanuel, God together with us. A king who came to serve and not to be served. A king who did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, by being made human in human likeness. 
a king who did not take lives of others to stay in power, but a king who rather gave up his life so that everyone may come and be together with him. But of course, there are the three kings, the wise men, who are able to recognize that bright star that was different from all the stars in the sky. Those wise men who were able to pack up everything and to follow this great star to go and meet the king. These wise men, these kings, who traveled across dangerous roads following a star in the hope of finding the king of kings. It's quite interesting. Three set of kings. We have Herod, who will do anything to hold on to power. We have Jesus, who gave everything so that everyone may rule together with him. And we have the three kings who followed Astar in the hope of finding the king of kings. Quite interesting. But Jesus Christ, the king of kings, though he was born in a particular place, he was not of just that particular location. His mission was global, was to all creation. And in as much as the nation of Israel were looking for this light, for this savior, Jesus Christ revealed himself beyond the realm of Israel. And this is what Epiphany is all about. Jesus revealing himself to all people. Jesus being able to break all boundaries. And this seems to be part of his nature. To go above and beyond. To break down the walls and to be able to bring and to build bridges. Jesus Christ revealing himself to all the nations. This to me the story of Epiphany, Christ's revelation. My prayer today is that Christ, as he reveals himself, we may be able to know and to identify his revelation. That this revelation will just not pass us by. That this year, as Christ makes himself manifest to us, we may be able to know he is with us. There is a story that I had not so long ago. This is where I say, I'm not sure that's a true story, but if it is a true story, I think it is amazing, but just a caveat. A story is told that there was um, a church, a church building that um, had a very grumpy neighbor. The neighbor was, was really, really grumpy, and the neighbor really did not love the church at all. And, and part of the reason was because he was, he was an atheist. He did not believe in God. He did not believe in what the church was, was doing. And, and he actually considered the church to be a drain on society. And he did everything in his power, anything that he could do, to irritate anyone who came into the church building. 
Sometimes, if by mistake, someone will probably park their car in his property as they were going to church, he would have the car towed away. When leaves fell from the church trees onto his yard, he would complain to the city council. Sometimes when the church was really warm and they would open the window so that um, some breeze would come in, he would play very loud music from his house so that no one would be able to concentrate into the church building. And the church was quite concerned about all what was going on. And the church did what they could do. They prayed for this neighbor. They pray that God will change his life. They ask for God to soften his heart. They ask God for at least some sign, some change into this person's life. Well, after a few months of prayer, a great tornado came into the city and brought down the neighbor's house, and it was flattened. The neighbor was really sad and quite annoyed, and he took the church to court, and he said to the judge, you see, these Christians, these people, they were praying, and their God sent a great tornado to bring down my house. And I ask this lovely court to ask the church to be able to pay me and build a new house for me. And the church, in their defense, they claim that, well, our prayers did not do anything. We, we did not do anything. We are not responsible for anything at all. We do not think prayers can do that. Prayers cannot surely send a tornado to bring down a house. Well, eventually the judge threw out the case. But before he did this, he made a, a remark and he said, I have never seen such a strange case. Here is an atheist saying that God answered prayers. And here is a church that says God does not answer prayers. Well, I do not know whether that's a revelation of God. I do not know whether that is God answering prayer by flattening the neighbor's house. Could it be that the church just missed an opportunity to see God at work in their community? I pray that this year that we may be able to behold God's revelation in our lives. That God may be able to make his presence so evident to each one of us. Be it through like a star up on the sky like the wise men. Be it be through a pronouncement from strange people like John the Baptist was proclaiming in the desert. Be it through God himself proclaiming from the heavens, Behold, this is my son. I pray that God may make his presence evident in your life today. And of course, not by blowing up your neighbor's house, but probably by really, really, really good means. In this season of Epiphany, 
a time where Jesus Christ reveals himself to others, a time when Jesus goes beyond. I pray that may he make himself known to you and to your family. May he make himself known to us here as a church and a community. And we may we be faithful that just as he reveals himself to us, we do not keep the faith. We do not just keep this message of revelation. We do not keep to ourselves our interaction with Jesus Christ, but we go out there in the way we lead our lives and in using our words, proclaiming that indeed we have seen the Lord and he is good. 2024, may Christ reveal himself to you and may you make him known to all who you meet. Amen.